Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And we want to welcome back this Friday from the Kill by Kill podcast, Gina Radcliffe. Hello. Hey, we're still in the club. It's, it's getting getting sexy. It's, getting... it's, getting, it's, it's heating up. It's heating up. It's gotten, getting hot in here. All right. <laughs> getting hot in here. Uh, this is minute 65 of Fright Night. It begins with some dirty dancing and ends with some even dirtier dancing. Uh, So, some, some some dancing that is, is shockingly nobody around them seems to notice what they're doing. <laughs> no. no. Uh, all right. So I wrote down, Jerry's hips guide Amy's in a circular fashion, and she's still staring off like a zombie letting this happen. And uh, I have a quote from Chris Sarandon who says, whenever I meet female fans, this is the scene they always want to talk about. <laughs> I'm not surprised. God bless him. He's probably almost 80 years old now. I would say, remember yeah. that scene? Yeah, that really old. meant a lot to me. I think he's like 81. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, still, uh, you know, super awesome and didn't act like an old man at was all. Was he? We we, yeah, we talked to him two months ago. Was he 81? Uh, I think so. Is I that mean, real? I, I think so, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe he's really a vampire. Yeah, Holy shit. Maybe he's actually even older than that, and we, we don't know. <laughs> Uh, so there is a little, little, little pump in here, and uh, and uh, then Jerry reaches down with his right hand and pulls up her little poodle skirt, and uh, yeah, runs her, runs his hand up her inner thigh, <sighs> right before it, like it, like it, like he's he's going for he's he's going for it. <laughs> I think my favorite part is when he he puts her hand on his butt, which is just like what he's to me. <laughs> I mean, just in retrospect, it, it's like like okay, that's kind of cute, but not really sexy. Just here, just put put your hand right on the goods there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a quote from Tom Holland about Chris Sarandon from I don't want, I want to give the proper uh, credit Cinefantastique uh, from the October '85 issue. He says. I needed someone who was strongly sexual, but who would also be willing to scare the shit out of you. Sarandon had both qualities. Hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. So yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, again, yeah, I, I do wonder, like, if he did have anybody else in mind. That'll have to be something we'll have to ask him. I, I'm sure you know it's been so long; he, he might not even remember at this point. But who knows? Um, so he then lifts her, you know, so he goes, he goes up the skirt and then it kind of cuts away. Uh, and then he's suddenly lifting her and I'm wondering, is he lifting her by the inner thigh or, or has he now got her by her hips? I, I don't know. Just, she does a whole wrapping her arm around the back of his head, like sort of like dirty dancing kind of yeah. thing. It, it, it gets very theatrical for like a minute there. Now I've <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if she had stopped, and I realized, I realized this was a little bit before Dirty Dancing, but if she had, like, stopped and, like, just done the whole running into his arms thing and, then, like, looking her up, I would not even be the least bit surprised. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and, yeah, like you said, he, she, like, ruffles his hair as he spins her around, and then he lo- slowly lowers her to the ground and then just kind of drops her. <laughs> 
Nobody puts Amy in the corner. Come on. <laughs> and 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 uh, she she seems to be kind of shaken out of that out of her trance by this drop. And he just I love it. Just domineers over her, looking down at her. It's very very sexual. And again. So glad we have a girl in the pocket. What, what is your <laughs> point of view on all this? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just mopping my forehead here, you know. I mean, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, if, uh, if, if a guy was twirled you around like that and then dropped you on the floor, <laughs> what would your reaction be? <laughs> I, I mean, I would hope that I'd be glad that nobody seems to, in the club seems to be noticing what we're doing. Because yeah. it's, it's, it's odd because when he when he first walks in, as you pointed out in uh, uh, two episodes ago, there's like women reaching out to touch him. And yeah. now it's like they're just kind of no one's paying them any attention, which is yeah. which is which is odd and interesting. And, and, you know, I'm wondering if that's something he's doing or, or cause I mean, nobody else is you know grinding up against each other in this goodness in this club, like these two are. And, you know, I, 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 it's been a very long time since I've gone out dancing, but generally that kind of thing draws a little bit of attention. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it is strange. It is as if they're in their own world and yeah. there's nobody really noticing They're there. I didn't write this, uh, you know, copy this out of the script. But uh, there is a moment in the script when she goes out after him, you know, uh, you know, away from Charlie, and she has. It, it's as if she's like in her own world, and she like walks down this like empty hallway almost, and and that's the last you see of her. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of get into the script's version of what happens in the next minute, but yeah, it is almost as if like he's a. Uh, He's brought her into, you know, a world uh, of, you know, of his own and nobody else is kind of, uh, right. pardon the phrase, penetrating. <laughs> 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 the little bubble they have around them, you know. Now, this scene reminds me of another that actually and still does affected me in a, in a strange way as a young man. And that would be in Labyrinth mm-hmm. when uh, Bowie's dancing with Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. It has a similar kind of thing happening. It was a masquerade ball yeah, at the yeah. time. but well, that'd be interesting if suddenly they were in a masquerade ball. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I don't know if Ian Hunter would work really well on that. <laughs> right. just, well, I mean, if it sounds like Bowie. <laughs> I was going to say, a glam rock masquerade ball would be amazing. Let's, yeah. let's, just, you know, let's just admit it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody looks like everybody looks like a character from Velvet Goldmine. I'm into it. I'm, I'm into this idea. <laughs> now, I've never really done much dancing. In in my life, maybe when I was younger, I was just at a wedding and my wife danced all night by herself, and uh-huh. uh, you know, fuck her. But um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like all of my dance encounters, if I could compare it mm-hmm. to anything, it wouldn't be like this at all. It'd be more like I think her name was Jan Hooks and John Candy and Uncle Buck, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, By a watching machine. What happens? <laughs> well, she, she seems uh, desperate for sex, and he is not that interested. But she's kind of like in his face, and uh, I know it's very silly. You'll have to look it up. But it's, <laughs> it's awkward and uncomfortable. And, yeah. Well, you had mentioned uh, when you had mentioned the uh, the Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell characters, um, the yeah, Kutabi brothers. Better. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I've had that experience of just you know kind of being. <laughs> back and forth between like two dudes that dance up. It's it's rarely been this this overtly sexual on the dance floor for me. 
Yeah, for me, it's always like if I get lured onto a get dance floor, it's always like, why bother? This song's almost over. Like I get really <laughs> concerned about the timing of it all, you know. And maybe that's just from watching movies too much. <laughs> or if like I get out there in the beginning of a song, I'm like, how long is this song? <laughs> oh my god! It's American Pie or whatever the hell. That is. <laughs> oh, god. oh, good lord! <laughs> it's the extended remix of Bella Lugosi's Dead here at the club <laughs> radio tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let, let's face it. I, I, you guys sound like you're roughly around my age but i mean the the you know, 80s movies like this the hunger uh you know, a lot of movies really kind of oversold what the nightclub experience would be like right at, and then you and then you get to the nightclub and it's like oh it's really hot in here <laughs> you, know, you know it's it's so crowded how how does you know how can anybody and the drinks are so expensive right. you know I mean? I'm not coming off as cool as I imagined yeah right. I'm, I'm trying to wear sunglasses I just look like an asshole you know? <laughs> I don't I don't look like a vampire I'm not, I'm not seeing anybody I'm not seeing anybody scoping me out to to you know pick me up and you know you know turn me into you know one of the undead this is this is I, I was sold a bad bill of sale, bill of goods here. I'm very disappointed. Oh no, I'm here to hold up this wall. Uh, yeah, exactly. you go dance if you want to dance. Somebody else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pay fourteen dollars for this cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, Amy is a little bit startled out of the trance, and that's when she uh, she starts to bolt, and he kind of follows her, and then she stops and turns back, and. <gasps> She looks very different. She looks like Sheena Easton. That's what I wrote down. Like uh, she's uh, she's looking like she's got the look, you know. She does kind of, yeah. It's that, it's that haircut, or like uh, from a hunger, hunger like a wolf video or something. <laughs> <laughs> I found a uh, analysis of this scene from a fan website called nothingbutthenight.blogspot.com, and the user named Black Gloves. I want to make sure they give the proper <laughs> attribution. We wrote something interesting here. He says. Um, Dandridge's seduction of Amy takes place on the dance floor of a trendy neon nightclub called Club Radio as it pumps out a selection of new wave synth band hits in a scene that couldn't feel more 80s from a today's perspective if it had actually been trying to predict how the decade, decade would be portrayed in future years. <laughs> this gaudy, image-conscious, uh, contemporary, moneyed, lifestyle-oriented environment replaces the traditional gothic decay of once grand castles and abbeys now gone to seed as the natural home of the modern vampire. During the course of a dance scene cleverly choreographed to convey Amy's awakening as a woman who is realizing the potential of desire she is finally willing to indulge without shame. Amanda Bierce's makeup and hair are transformed in order to make her look older and therefore closer to the actress's true age as her dress changes from cotton to sexy silk. <laughs> Damn, I, did not even, I did not even notice that. I mean, I definitely know she looks a little different because she's like kind of kind of smirking at him a little bit. Yeah, but I did not notice like like that the fabric of her clothes changed. That's that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, she still she has the same uh, shirt on it seems, um, but uh, and the hair is suddenly different. That's that's a definite change that we see. Right. She's kind of a little, she's kind of getting a little sweaty. Like, like you know, I think I think that uh, I mean, you know, again, nightclubs are a very sweaty experience, but but I don't think that's why she's sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. The makeup is different. Uh, yeah, she does look sweaty. That's right. <laughs> I wonder what take this was, or maybe that you know, it's uh, definitely something they wanted to show that you know she was 
hot to and bothered. Hot and bothered. I don't know. Hot and bothered. Hot and <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, so uh, Amy, uh, let's see. So we get a close up of Jerry's hand reaching out to her. And then we see Amy back under the trance, and that's when she reaches out to Jerry as the music changes. So I think they're trying to convey, like, okay, Ian Hunter, that was all Jerry. Now we have a song by uh, Evelyn Champagne King (laughs) called Give It Up. Very, very Pointer Sisters. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not feeling that song as much as the the Ian Hunter song. That one sounds very extremely, like, that sounds like a shopping montage song. (laughs) The lyrics are interesting. We'll we'll get into them in the next minute, though, uh, because they they really start to to play into the scene uh, coming up. Um, But, yeah, give it up. Like, she's she's ready. And, and, and yeah, he draws her back into his arms, but now they're dancing face to face. Now she's, now she's really into it. Um, and she, you know, you talk about, you know, the hand on the behind thing happens next, but she puts her hand on his behind first and then he rubs his, both his hands over her rump. So, You're uh, such a fucking dad. You said rump. <laughs> Her hiney. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I love it. Yeah, the eye contact is there. They're like kind of face to face. Swaying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the, that's it for this minute. But uh, yeah, things are getting hot indeed on this Friday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to talk about. Uh, I, I, I think minute. we I think we covered it. Again, I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole. I, I feel like the, that person might have been making that up. Her the fabric of her clothes changed. You think so? I, I yeah, I'm looking at it again. I'm like, no, nah, I think she's still wearing the same outfit. I mean, like I said, her her hair's gotten like a little mm-hmm. kind of tousled. And again, I mean, she. To put it bluntly, she looks like she just had sex. She like <laughs> her, you know, her hair's messed up. She's sweaty. She's kind of in a she's kind of in a day. She looks like she's in afterglow. But I don't think it's I don't think they went so far to actually change give her the same outfit just in a different fabric. I, yeah. I feel like they might be making that up a little bit. But who knows? Yeah. So maybe I might I might just not have as good an eye for things as this. Person. I don't know. I didn't see it either. Yeah. We've got the scene right here. Definitely, definitely from the chin up uh, is is definitely and, and you know where did the jacket it go too. Um, she yeah, she just, she just got to drop that jacket. Like, on the way like, out, she seemed to drop it. Yeah, it was, it's, it's been gone, but <laughs> where did I it just, go? I, just, I wish it would just like cut to like just being like just stepped on by people. Like, hey, you left your jacket here, or somebody, or like you know, somebody thinking, did anybody leave a jacket? Does this, <laughs> right. this jacket belong to anyone? Right, right before the uh, the climax of the film, there's a janitor sweeping up and like, <laughs> hey, like, nice jacket. It's like this is like a Sears collection. This could might be nothing. Take this home for the wife. I just suddenly pictured a young Gina coming over and picking up, like, is this anybody? I'll take this, I guess, you know? Right. <laughs> well, you're going to leave it here. <laughs> All right, great. Well, uh, it's a very hot Friday, so uh, uh, we'll wrap this up. And uh, gosh, I, I, we're almost through it, man. I, I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, but uh, we're, we're through for this week. Uh, Gina, you want to give a, a shout out to your podcast? Uh, sure. I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, a podcast in which we talk about horror movies, uh, generally focusing on the characters and odd little details. Uh, we are now in our 
third year, and we um, we finished the entire Friday Thirteenth series, and we are currently working our way through A Nightmare on Elm Street. Awesome. And uh, we do want to give a quick shout-out, since it's Friday, we do a quick shout-out to the guys behind the Movies by Minutes phenomenon, uh, Alex and Pete from Star Wars Minute. And if you want to find more podcasts that cover Movies Minute by Minute, uh, please visit MoviesByMinutes.com. Uh, Jeannie, you mentioned that you were, you've been on a, a couple others before us. Yeah, I have. Let me try to think off the top of my head. The most recent one uh, was uh, The Social Minute about um, the movie The Social Network. Uh, I have also been on um, uh, The Cast Next Door, uh, which is devoted to the Jennifer Lopez erotic thriller, The Boy Next Door. <laughs> Just <laughs> I'm going to have to drop it on that one. <laughs> that's, you, that's thought, awesome. you thought this was niche, that is very, very niche. Um, <laughs> And I've also done a few episodes of As If, which is a podcast about Clueless. And I believe, off the top of my head, I believe that is all of them. But yeah, the social network, uh, I, the social media I just did recently, that was that's a fairly new podcast. Awesome. And uh, I guess we'll uh, put a stake in this minute. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Charlie with a Y. I'm still Gina. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a fright weekend, everyone. <laughs> get out to the club. We'll see you there. He's a vampire. <laughs> a what? <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster! <laughs> <laughs>